Hi, I'm your host Dominic, and welcome to episode 2 of Cryptids, Folklore or More, a podcast where we explore whether cryptids are purely folklore or more. Welcome to another exciting episode in which we will be taking a trip to Central Africa for a discussion about this episode's cryptid. In the first episode, we discussed the definition of a cryptid, a bit about the founder of cryptozoology, Bernard Huevelmans, and the merits of cryptozoology as a field. To review, a cryptid is a creature that might exist but isn't confirmed by science. Going off of that, a topic that I want to discuss in this episode are creatures that we all think are cool and no once existed. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs ruled the earth 65 million years ago until they had the ultimate bad day and were wiped out by a cataclysmic event in the form of a ginormous asteroid striking the earth. Ouch. This collision caused the breed to fly into the atmosphere, altering its makeup and making the earth uninhabitable for many creatures, resulting in the mass extinction that marked the end of the Cretaceous period. So, dinosaurs were killed and today we've excavated many of their fossils. Or were they? But before we get to that though, Megan, what is your take on dinosaurs? I'm definitely captivated by the study of dinosaurs. I found myself, especially as a kid, drawn to various mediums of information about dinosaurs, including television shows, books, and films. The fact that these creatures once roamed the earth and have since gone extinct added an air of mystique to my interest. It should be noted that what led to their demise is a subject of ongoing scientific inquiry and debate. However, the asteroid theory is the prevailing theory. Over the years when browsing the internet, I've occasionally seen the claim pop up that dinosaurs might still exist somewhere in the world today, usually cited as some remote, densely forested part of the world, the heart of Africa to be more precise. I've always dismissed these theories as ridiculous, thinking these creatures are definitely extinct. Besides, we have their fossils, don't we? When scouring for cryptid candidates for this episode, I came across a cryptid that would allow me to delve further into this rabbit hole to determine whether there is any grain of truth in it. This cryptid goes by the name Mokeli Bembe, a creature that is said to live along the Congo River Basin, a river that flows through several countries located in Central Africa. Fun fact, the Congo River is the second largest river in Africa after the Nile River and the second largest in terms of discharge volume after the Amazon. The name Mokeli Bembe in Lingala means one who stops the flow of rivers. Quite the epic descriptor if you ask me. Descriptions given of Mokeli Bembe describe an appearance similar to that of a sauropod dinosaur. A sauropod is a quadrupedal herbivorous dinosaur with a long neck and tail, small head, and massive limbs. A famous sauropod I'm sure just about everyone has heard of is a Brachiosaurus, aka the first dinosaur that you really see in the classic film Jurassic Park, in a moment that elicits awe from the characters and the audience. If Mokeli Bembe is truly some surviving descendant of ancient sauropods, 
then one can infer that this cryptid is likely herbivorous in its diet since sauropods were herbivorous. Is it really possible that a sauropod-like dinosaur could still be roaming around somewhere in the world today? Early lore surrounding Mokeli Bembe can be traced back to the early 20th century. The first description of Mokeli Bembe as a sauropod-like beast was given by Carl Hagenbeck, a famous big-game hunter who, in his autobiography, Beasts and Men, which was published in 1909, wrote a creature living in Rhodesia or modern-day Zimbabwe that he said was described to him by natives as a half-dragon, half-elephant. In addition to verbal testimony given by natives, Carl's sources for his claims also stem from drawings within Central African caves that illustrate a sauropod-like creature. Carl had much experience working with wildlife, as he was a significant contributor to zoological functioning through his creation of the Hagenbeck system, a system that innovated the way animals are kept in exhibits by surrounding exhibits with moats instead of putting them in cages. Hagenbeck also supplied zoos with many exotic animals obtained through his extensive travels through Africa, Asia, South America, and you would think that all of this would point to a fairly credible source. Another early report of Michele Bembe was from a German colonial officer named Ludwig von Stein Loschnitz, which was written about in the 1941 book by Willie Lai titled The Lugfish and the Unicorn. In 1913, Ludwig had just come out of retirement and wanted to lead an expedition called the Lekula Congo Expedition today part of the Northern Republic of the Congo. At the time, it was part of the German colonial of Cameroon. Stein came across some complications causing him to turn back on the Sangaya River due to the First World War outbreak in 1914. Due to this, he wasn't able to publish his findings from the expedition. That wasn't the end of it. He was able to send his unpublished work to a German writer and naturalist, Wilhelm Bolsch. At the time, he was working on the studies of dragons. The title of his book is Dragon, Legend, and Natural Science. Bolsch's argument was the dragon legend could be inspired by the possibility that dinosaurs and prehistoric reptiles were still surviving. He was able to include Stein's notes about the Michele Bombay in his work. Stein's description of the Michele Bombay came from local guides throughout the region's rivers. All of them had valid accounts with the creature. Despite hearing the account, Ludwig himself was not a big believer in the creature and never actually encountered it himself. It is, however, an example of local accounts which should not be outright discounted. One aspect I think is key into looking into this early Mokeli Bembe lore is the context of the early 1900s and the public perception of dinosaurs at the time. Public interest in these creatures was very high during this time since the first mostly complete skeletons of dinosaurs were just beginning to be displayed for the public in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Paleontology, the study of prehistoric life through the analysis of fossils, really began to hit its stride in the 19th century from the many discoveries of dinosaur fossils made throughout the century. The idea of undiscovered creatures existing in the Congo is one that seems to persist. 
Why this part of the world, though? What qualities does this region possess that would allow it to make a sauropod-like creature difficult to detect if it was there? I think the way Africa was viewed by Europe and North America contributed to the idea of creatures such as Mokeli Bembe. At the time, Africa was seen as this homogenous dark continent stuck in the Stone Age, inhabited wholly by spear-wielding jungle dwellers, and where little had happened since the Mesozoic era. In fact, the opposite is true. Africa is not this static place. Lake Tele, located in the district of Apenna within the Likowala region in northeastern Republic of the Congo, has been a hot spot for sightings of Mokeli Bembe. Side note, I was pretty intrigued by the shape of this lake when looking up images of it. It is shaped almost like a perfect oval and is surrounded by rainforest so dense you likely wouldn't be able to make out any signs of life under its rich canopy when looking from above. The human population here is also pretty sparse, it makes for quite the aerial view. Some sources online I read described Mokeli Bembe as Africa's Loch Ness Monster and I'm sure being associated with a specific lake has contributed to that perception. Lake Tele in the surrounding region is a remote and largely unexplored area of the Congo Basin, with significant potential for further scientific study and discovery. This area is already known for its rich biodiversity, and if there was a place that a cryptid could hide from human discovery, this would certainly be it. Congolese government officials say 70-80% to 80 of the Likowala region's 66,000 square kilometers is uncharted. It makes you wonder sometimes if maybe these creatures are purposefully avoiding human contact. This could possibly be motivated by them viewing humanity as a predator, and since these creatures, if existent, likely exist in low numbers, they've judged humanity as best being avoided in order to ensure the continuation of their species. Earlier, I described this region as being sparsely populated, but there is still a human presence, and there are reported sightings of the creature sourced from the local pygmy people who claim that the creature exists with descriptions consistent to that of a sauropod. One notable story of a sighting involved a member of Mokeli Bembe's species being attacked and killed by locals. When looking for information on cryptozoology, I bought a popular cryptid book on Amazon by the name of Cryptozoology A to Z, written by Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark. In it, they had a section on Mokeli Bembe, and it describes an account by a once local of the Lake Tele region. It recounts a story where Mokeli Bembe was speared to death by local villagers when the creature attempted to break through a man-made barrier set up to keep the creatures out. Once killed, the creature was cooked and eaten by the villagers, which resulted in the deaths of all who consumed its flesh. This is as deep as the account goes. There were no dates or much else, so I'm not entirely sure whether to believe it, but it's not the only sighting. The sighting I personally found most interesting involved a Japanese television crew in 1992. When filming aerial footage of the Lake Tele region for a documentary, they would capture video footage seemingly showing a large object moving across the surface of the lake. I always find it exciting when a sighting involves some sort of photo or video evidence. This footage is also watchable on YouTube today, and watching it myself, it's certainly intriguing, but of course, it's fairly far away and blurry and in 240p resolution. Not surprising since it was filmed in 1992. Watching the footage, it's possible it could be the subject of this episode, but reading the comments, I found one saying it could be an elephant, which upon rewatch is absolutely a possibility. Whatever is in the footage appears to possess some long object that could be the neck or tail of a sauropod, or it could also be the snout of an elephant. 
these are only a few expeditions. According to a quote I found online from cryptozoologist William Gibbons, between 1980 and 2000, there were about 20 expeditions to Africa whose goal was to find a creature who met with no success. So, based on what we could find out about this cryptid when conducting research, what are our thoughts on its possible existence? For this podcast, a fun scale has been devised that I'll use to essentially give a grade to how strongly my belief is in each cryptid case. From lowest to highest belief, the tiers are exists, but only in the hallucinogenic realm, unlikely and or case of mistaken identity, then possibly out there, and the highest, I would bet my life savings on it. Personally, for this case, I would say it's possibly out there, and I think there's enough to warrant further research into the region it supposedly dwells in. I think this part of the world is mysterious and remote enough that it's somewhat plausible for such a creature to stay undetected. Even if it's not a sauropod, I also think this part of the world has plenty of potential for further discoveries in zoology outside of elusive sauropods. Maybe Mokeli Bembe is some other kind of undiscovered reptile. It's possible that individuals might misidentify another animal as a dinosaur. Coming across a creature that is unrecognizable or hard to see far distance could be mistaken as a dinosaur. It could be from the way its size, feature, and shape are. Throughout the past couple of decades, dinosaurs have been more popular than ever due to their portrayal in popular media. Everyone would obviously love the idea of one still being alive today. This fuels the potential for hoaxes. That's true. I was thinking maybe the locals add fuel to the fire of these stories on purpose because it brings researchers to these areas who pay for guide services. It's just one theory. There isn't really any physical evidence of this supposed sauropod, nor really any good photos or videos, so just from that, I can't confidently say it exists. As of today, the only living dinosaurs known to science would be birds, which evolved from small feathered theropod dinosaurs during the Jurassic period. It's also important to note the significance of evolution. While birds share many characteristics with their dinosaur ancestors, they have undergone significant evolutionary changes over the past 65 million years that have led to their current forms. So if Michele Bembe was a living seropod who descended from ancient seropods, not only would it have to had descended from a creature who survived a mass extinction, but would be the only creature other than birds that would classify as a living dinosaur. Of course, it would also have evolved over the course of 65 million years but would still look consistent to that of seropod fossils based on accounts. Researching further into the perceptions of what the Michele Bombay is described and the origins of where it lives, 
In my speculations, I believe that the stories and sightings of the creature could be mistaken from another animal, like an elephant or a hippo. Or it could be impossible that the villagers by the Congo River and seeing an undiscovered species that scientists haven't examined yet. So, I think the consensus from both of us is that we can't say we strongly believe in the Mokeli Bembe, but I think there's just enough here to rev up one's imagination and warrant further research. Extinct or not, dinosaurs are cool, and the thought of seeing one for real in front of you would be truly spellbinding. That wraps up this second episode of Cryptids, Folklore or More. If you're interested in contacting the podcast with any feedback or suggestions, our email is cryptidsfolkloreormore at gmail.com. That's all one word. Thanks for listening to our second episode. Unlike cryptids, don't stay hidden. Till next time.